0: I'm Mark Hoke, and I've got to tell you about the incredible Family Soul Restaurant. They're the only soul food restaurant in Northwest Las Vegas, and simply put, they're the best in the city. Dan and his family have always treated me like I was a part of theirs every time we come in, and we never leave hungry. Start off with the amazing appetizers like their mac and cheese crab balls, crispy wings, and Dan's Soul Rolls. Then dive into Family Soul's dinners with homemade catfish, hot links, and fried chicken with all the amazing sides you could ever want and finish it off with homemade peach cobbler and banana pudding. Plus, they're now open for breakfast Friday through Sunday, too. So head on over to Family Soul Restaurant right now at 2300 North Rainbow Boulevard, Suite 108, just off the Lake Mead and Cheyenne exits of I-95. Check them out at FamilySoulRestaurant.com or call 725-205-5085 for hours and their menu. Mention KDWN and get the People's Choice Special of Catfish, Yams and Greens for just $15.99. It's food for the soul and the family, Family Soul Restaurant. 1015 FM, 720 AM. k the talk of Las Vegas.
1: Joe DeFalco and your host, Mark Hoke.
0: I'm Mark Oak. Wanna wrestle?
2: No, I'm wrestling Vandergrift. No. Title versus Career. Yeah. You
0: have no career. Exactly. So I have nothing to lose. (laughs) Right. I'm Mark Hoke. Thanks for being with us here on the Mark Hoke Show on KDWN. (laughs) 1015 FM 720 AM. The best in pro wrestling. And fish, thank God you're leaving early. You have been obnoxious and rude. And your singing is... Joe, set it up. No, no. Andrew Fish <laughs> fan, of course, Joe DeFalco from Future Stars of Wrestling. Big Mecca card coming up down there. A lot of some of your favorite indie guys. And, and Fish and may be on the card. <laughs> not a chance. Go to FSW Vegas and check all that out. Plus, if you want to learn to wrestle or ref or anything like that, Joe's got that covered, too. FSWvegas.com, fish is dying over here. <laughs> this is just really horrendous. So I'm going to give fish a chance to settle down real quick. i because settled. Because I got to mention real fast before we get into some more wrestling news. Restaurant right down the street, our good friends at Unique Eats, if you're tired of the same boring food when you're out for breakfast or lunch, I'm telling you, you got a place to go. Unique food that you're sure to enjoy at Unique Eats, Take some time out of your busy day. Stop into Unique Eats featuring celebrity chef Dominic Tedesco and his friendly staff. Whether it's a great start to your day with Unique Eats with their omelets or lunch or their sandwiches, pasta, award-winning pizzas, and dead serious, he has won awards around the world for those. You're going to have a great dining experience. It's not going to break the bank. They also feature a smoothie bar and full vegetarian menu as well. Plus, if you need catering, like Joe could get catered down at the Mecca event. Huh? There you go. You can count on Unique Eats no matter what the occasion. So get on over to Unique Eats. They're at 3100 South Durango Suite 100. They're open daily until 3 p.m. You can give them a call at 702-992-3038 or visit uniqueeatslv.com for their full menu and catering information. So break out of that same old routine and go over to unique eats today fish we've been there yeah we have and it's amazing great food
2: not as quite as amazing as the giants taking a 27 20 lead on the packers in the fourth quarter that's
0: crazy well (laughs) uh, a little bit of wwe news real quick to wrap everything up before we go into the rest of the wrestling world including the fight in AEW. we have a a new new announced teams for all the shows I know, Fish, you were excited about this. I, I just thought it was very interesting the way, what they've done with Wade Barrett. So here's what they're doing. SmackDown will now be Michael Cole and Wade Barrett. So Barrett's going off NXT and going up with Michael Cole. I mean, that's a promotion, is it not? Yeah, absolutely. So Samantha Irving is going to do the ring announcing, and uh, Kayla Braxton and Megan Morant will be doing the backstage interviews there. On Raw, Kevin Patrick is sliding in. Of course, he was doing the, the smarky backstage interviews. He is now going to be teaming with Corey Graves. Mike Rome's going to be the ring announcer. And Byron Saxton is now your interview guy thank along God with God not, Thank God Saxton's not doing announcing oh, anymore. I am I am slightly relieved. NXT will be Vic Joseph and Booker T. Friend of the program. Yes. With Alicia Taylor, ring announcing, and McKinsey Mitchell will be doing the backstage interviewing. And then, as they said last night, Michael Cole and Corey Graves will be forever doing all the matches on pay per view. <laughs> That's, That's PLE. as PLE. They're premium live events. events. Somebody will tell that to my friends at Colton. So is,
2: is that really what they're doing? It's is those two doing the pay per
0: view events? That, that is what they said. So it's not, so Wade Barrett isn't do the pay per view events. No, they are going with the, they're combining the announced teams. And of course, uh, Pat McAfee is still on hiatus because he's, doing, January. he's doing game day. So we'll we'll see Mac feedback soon. I but, hope so. But just real quick, guys, what are your thoughts on the new announced teams?
1: Anybody? Me, it makes it makes no difference. Okay,
0: fish. I you I know, love I, it. For, go
2: ahead.
1: I was gonna say I, I like Wade Barrett a lot. You know, he's very informative. I still think he's a better wrestler than an announcer, so I don't. I I would know, agree
2: with
0: that. I miss him in the ring. But.
2: I and I, I I mean, could this lead to him getting back even for
0: a one-off match? For him getting back in the ring? I'm still waiting for Corey Graves, who is cleared,
1: by the way. That I'm cleared not. a while I ago. Care, uh, I, I don't I, care about his announcing, and I don't care about his wrestling. Of course, he's 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 a a better commentator than wrestler.
0: That I'll agree with, but it'd still be fun to see yeah, him yeah, hop in.
2: Corey, Corey Graves versus Wade Barrett. In Surviv- at Survivor Series, right? Oh,
0: good Lord. It's SmackDown versus Wait, Raw. It smashes him in 45 seconds. Let's just book this thing.
2: Yeah, Bull Elbow. And one other interesting piece bad. of news. Is he going to just say, when he's announcing, is he going to say he's got some bad news? <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure he has. But
1: well, one, if he did, then the crowd would pop big, so yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, one other piece of news out of WWE real quick, because we've been waiting for Gable Stevenson, of course, the decorated amateur wrestler from the university of minnesota won a couple national titles and won a world championship as well we were wondering where he was well the the olympic gold medalist is back training full time because he now because he had a heart procedure i did not know this uh, he had surgery last month to treat wolf parkinson white syndrome which is a rare congenital well that? i'm going to tell you a rare congenital heart defect which causes a rapid heartbeat due to an Extra electrical pathway. So they did what's called an ablation, which is where they go in and kind of freeze or burn the pathways. I've had them ablate, seriously, ablated nervous on my back. So, yes. Yeah. So they performed that on him to solve the issue. And now he's back training at the performance center. So that's good to hear. Yeah. So we wish Gable Stevenson all the best. That's interesting news.
1: But, yeah, and then I, we saw the, the the I guess the the girl who won uh, tough enough passed away. Yeah, yeah,
0: Sarah Lee. Yeah, that was a sad story that Sarah Lee passed away at the age of thirty. I still haven't heard exactly what happened with her. Um, I'm not quite sure.
1: I heard it was a weird story. Like she was sick, got sick. My kid had told me it was, like, out of nowhere, really.
0: Yeah, she had a sinus infection, and that was her last post that she did.
1: Right, right, right. That was what I heard.
0: So we'll find out more news on that, but, you know, left behind the kids and her husband. So pretty sad story there. Very. Of course, the 2015 Tough Enough winner, correct? I think it's 2015. I I couldn't tell you. But, yeah, so we want to wish all her family and friends all the best in the wrestling community. Alright, AEW. Boo. Fish. Yes. Cut it out. <laughs> cut it out. We had just when you thought the fights were done backstage. There comes I mean, and, and how is, stupid
2: can you be? Because you're obviously under scrutiny at this point after the fight would happen, after the Brawl Out. So shouldn't you just like make sure you calm down a little bit?
0: A, a lot behind this story. So Sammy Guevara apparently said that Andrade Al was hitting too hard in his matches. Yeah. So Andrade got on a podcast and brought it into the public and said, you know, and, and was ripping Sammy and and of course was also saying things like, you know, I'm stale in AEW, I don't know if I want to be there anymore. Sammy fires back on Twitter and like really insults Andrade and uh, calls him a few choice names and and then says, you know, just go back to WWE where you want to go anyway. We don't want you here. And they get a warning before they come to Dynamite this week. Don't fight. Don't do anything stupid. So what happens? They did something stupid. Apparently (laughs) this is the prevailing story. There are other versions, but the prevailing story is that they ran into each other in the hallway. Andrade punched him. So Andrade is, from what we're hearing, is trying to get fired from
1: AEW
0: because he's not happy. Does does AEW have the same
2: non-compete clause in their contracts that WWE has? I would imagine.
1: I think it depends on how they get released.
0: That's true. So, So, guys, but, you know, obviously the first point, Fish, you already made. What a... What a ridiculous thing to do, but I'm, but, I th- but honestly, I think Andrade was almost looking for this. This was a chance for him to try to get fired I mean, if, he, th- if it's true that he wants to leave. That, that's a great but point.
1: I, I, Go ahead, Joe. How many times is Sammy Guevara going to instigate that. and be like, well, he didn't throw the first punch, but it's like when there's 20 incidents and you're 10 of them and Andrade's one of them, you would have to think that Sammy Guevara is the problem, not Andrade. And sure, maybe he wants to get fired. And you know, the Jeff Hardy pulled the same thing to go with his brother. That worked out really well. And <laughs> you know, the thing with Sammy Guevara is he posted on Twitter like he was leaving two weeks before that. So it's like, what are all these guys doing? It's like it's literally like being Tony Khan is is the principal. Of uh, you know the special needs high school.
2: He's like the school and that Michelle Pfeiffer was a teacher in in Dangerous Needs or whatever that was. <laughs>
0: dangerous Minds. Dangerous Minds. That's Coolio. It.
1: Coolio rest in peace. Yes. yes
0: by the way, we've got to mention that one, yes. two, three, four.
1: But, yeah. so it's like everybody, and again, I guess that's the perfect way if that if that's how you want to get out. And whether it's true, whether it's not true, Malachi Black, oh, I got mental issues. I need to take time off. Oh, and now Buddy Murphy, oh, I have other issues. I need to take time off. It's like, do these guys want to wrestle? Do they want to go somewhere else? It wasn't like Buddy Murphy or Andrade had these huge roles in WWE and they were gotten rid of. For no reason, it was like they were doing nothing with them anyway.
2: No, it's a good point, and and quickly, all joking aside about AEW, it's almost like it per- worked out perfectly for them because we we've said they needed to pare down that bloated roster anyway, and they're going to get people that want to be there. They're going to make that make sure those shows are amazing. Guys like John Moxley, guys like Chris Jericho, like uh, Brian Danielson, guys who are going to wrestle and and do the company proud. It's going to be make AEW a better. Company in the long run, although it looks ridiculous in the short run.
1: And as good as Malachi Black is, and he's really good, but he does not move any needle. He has never been a main guy in any company that he's ever worked, except you know, NXT. independent companies when they brought him in, right? And and, and, and
0: right. he was the NXT champion for a while,
1: but- yeah. Which still, again, is- they drew three hundred people at a, at the house show, right? You know, <laughs> so you know, that that's one of the biggest money losers on the WWE docket is with that. And that's why they kind of cut down everything. Cause they had all these high priced indie guys and it was considered a really cool show, but they lost millions on that show.
0: Yeah. And so, yeah. And I would, and honestly, I would agree at this point, it, you know, I've come in and, and for example, I have coached teams and sometimes that first year when you take over, you got some people that just aren't in on the program. You know, and and eventually the first year, or the second year, you kind of weed them out of there and you've got other people that you can count on in that in your on your team. And I almost wonder. And if if you just say, you know what, if you don't want to be here. Go, go! Because, because, look, Andrade to me, you know, he was terrific in Mexico. He was okay in WWE. He was great in NXT. He was only okay in the main roster. Yeah, I mean, he's not gonna. He's not somebody that's gonna sell out an arena.
1: He's just another guy. Yeah, so WWE, he's just another guy fighting for a spot.
0: Yeah. So, what's the big deal? If If you're gonna sit there and be a jerk, we work. We work it out, and you and. You take your leave. The, the interesting yeah. uh, test case is going
2: to be CM Punk though, because he is more than just another guy, and it's whether the, it, it's are I mean because the rumor is he is go- he is fired. He's he will never wrestle again for AEW. I don't know how true
1: that is. Which would mean he's probably never going to wrestle again. Exactly. Which he had no problem with before, and he's a guy who, despite telling people that he didn't like the fans six years ago and he hates the fans, they still beloved him. But now it seems like they have finally kind of turned on him too. So,
0: yeah, and because you screwed up, you are you part of screwing up a, a, an up and coming company that a lot of people that and, are fans of and, really and, do love.
2: And he messed with the young bucks and Kenny Omega's career one way or the other.
0: Yeah, you know, and just you know, and that structure of AEW with having wrestlers as executive vice presidents that are active you know it is was kind of a recipe for disaster to play,
1: play favoritism so right you know there's so a lot of ch- inner stuff that regular fans don't know about but i've heard that about the young bucks back in the ring of honor days you know they had their click and if you're part of the click you, you know you got nothing to worry about if you're not part of the click it's kind of like the, the the back in the days with 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 HBK and, and Hall and, and 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 Nash, where they kind of try to run things and they kind of bury people. There's, you know, there's horror stories about the way they treated like a Chris Candido and stuff.
0: Yeah, and of course, we're on the Mark Hoke Show on KDWN, 101.5 FM, 720 AM Talk of Las Vegas. The best in pro wrestling news and entertainment: Andrew Fish, Fane, Joe DeFalco, and myself. Tomorrow night is, will be very
2: interesting on Raw in the sense that I know we're talking AEW, but it has something to do with that because I, and I think it's tomorrow night is the the DX reunion, yeah, and it's whether or not Billy Gunn will be allowed to show up for that or not because he's still <laughs> under AEW contract. I don't think they're going to let him show up. You don't I, think so? I,
1: I can't believe he
0: would be. Yeah, I I would be stunned if he did, yeah. but I'm sure we're gonna we're gonna hear a few chants. I would imagine. Right. I, I'm just, I'm just because he, he's, he's you now of course he's managing the AEW tag team champions right now, and he's a coach oh, and slash I mean, wrestler in AEW too.
1: So I, I want to see the Gun Club lay out HBK and, uh, and and those guys Road dogs. yeah, <laughs> X Pac
0: cross promotional feud here we come! But there we
1: go, Survivor Series matchup. The there, there's your war games. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my God! Could you imagine if you had a neutral Booker for that for the war games? <laughs>
1: I'm ready. I'm put me in, Coach
0: Joe DeFalco you know, and Vince Russo book a war games. No,
2: I wouldn't let Vince Russo book I, a child's birthday party. Well, I agree. Yeah. but I'm just saying.
1: I'll give you guys a spoiler alert. I, I got a message last week while I was on vacation in beautiful Cancun from Zoe Stark. Needed my phone number because Gabe Sapowski needed to get in touch with me. What about? I got no idea. He might be looking for a good room rate right in Vegas. Wow! But all I know <laughs> is he wants to talk to me about something. I'm hoping I become that millionaire again, and they uh, they need my footage of uh, Solo Sokoa, Karrion Kross, and, and Zoe Stark. I'm excited.
0: Joe, tell everybody a little bit about Gabe in case they don't know.
1: Tell them about what? Say that again? Tell them about Gabe.
0: Zapolski, so, tell a little bit about what he does. Uh, in you know, he
1: was a guy who ran Evolve and was one of those lucky promoters who, where they were based down in Florida, WWE, who rarely ever did that. You know, made a alliance with them and they were airing their stuff on the network, a whole bunch of different things. And then uh, once Evolve kind of folded up, uh, Gabe was brought in and became a, a mainstay in WWE as a writer and, and, and doing other stuff. So, you know, he, he's living the dream of a huge wrestling fan who started his own company, who then got to work for The Machine.
0: Yeah, and he just got rehired, uh, I believe, last month. WWE brought him back. So, yeah, well, maybe, maybe Joe, you're going to be a, a WWE guy. Just, don't me, for, just, me, me. J- just Joe, don't, don't forget us little folks you know. when you go.
1: You know, maybe they want me to work uh, personally with uh, Bray Wyatt and, uh, you know, put things together.
0: <laughs> Bring back Eva Marie needs, is what they're looking needs, for. my help. Could you imagine Eva Marie working with Bray Wyatt? You.
1: <laughs> you. Hey, guys, I can't be on next week. I'm flying to uh, NXT. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Speaking <sighs> of NXT, our own Sin Bodie was down there as a guest coach uh, this past week. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, pretty cool. Joe keeps cranking them out at FSW, and that's why yeah. Joe's the best. Yeah. Well, a guy who will not be spending any time in AEW or uh, WWE anytime soon, John Moxley. John Moxley has signed a five-year deal that will be taking him through 2027 with All Elite Wrestling, because uh, and apparently he was actually for a little while didn't have a contract. No,
2: that's why there there was rumors that he was going to head. He he may head back to WWE and become
0: Dean Ambrose. So they have they have put the money in the superstar, the current AEW World Champion. And yeah, uh, he
1: worked out. He worked out the Randy Savage uh, leaping Lenny Popo contract. That I'm going to sign this deal, and now you need to pay my wife whether you use her or not.
0: Yeah, and apparently Renee Paquette, his wife, is rumored to be headed to AEW as well. So. That would be interesting to see Renee come back, but uh, Moxley's contract uh, says that he will wrestle exclusively with AEW and its international partners, which includes New Japan. By the way, I get a lot of this news from Cultaholic.com. dot com. So if you haven't ever checked out Cultaholic, they do great stuff on their website and on YouTube. So you to they used to be what culture or part of what culture? Yeah, and then they had a they had a split. Yeah, a little falling Brand out split. over there. <laughs> um, but. Uh, so apparently I'm guessing GCW Game Changer Wrestling will not be part of that but uh guys your thoughts on John Moxley long term deal with AEW he's going for it and sticking with it's, Tony Khan I think it's it's
2: great for AEW cuz it gives him stability their champion is going to be there and he's he can be the face of the company and he's a great guy to have the face of the company I you know I was I'm a huge Moxley fan I was disappointed cuz I would love to have seen him come back cuz you know now there's no pa- chance the shield ever can reunite cuz this one of them AEW
1: Joe, well, you've worked, well, worked with him. so much more over than the shield, uh, yeah, surprisingly enough. It, but uh, with Moxley, it's like, exactly, having a guy like him, having a guy like Danielson, having a Chris Jericho, you know, you, you need that core base. And, you know, Moxley and Jericho are, are two different entities. You know, Jericho's in his mid to late 40s. You know, Moxley's still at the top of his game. Danielson, yeah, he's a little older. But by putting those pegs in the place, you know, it isn't like when Impact decided, hey, we're going to go with the Hulk Hogan era with the guy who's almost 60 years old. And he brings in all his friends. You know, Moxley's a guy that has universal respect of the locker room and whether that's transcended because it seems like there's a lot of children in AEW and mainly the leader of AEW. So the question becomes – You know, I guess he took a shot at Guevara about the kids around here in his promo, but it's like it needs to work from within. It's kind of like when we have with Hammerstone. It's like when there's issues, they may listen to me and hear what I have to say, but when your top guy has something to say, because, again, I know for a fact that there's guys in AEW who think Tony Khan's a joke and they're there because they're collecting the paycheck. And you know, you, you need that balance with with guys like Danielson who you've never heard of an issue ever in his wrestling career.
0: Yeah, and I and I think it's a really good core if you're, you know, if you're kind of pushing the bucks and Kenny Omega's side a little bit and getting them out, out of the way. You know, a core of Moxley Danielson and Chris Jericho. That That's a pretty solid well, group of guys that that should be able to take charge of that. And, the, and that's part of where I was going to go with this, and this is not a
2: negative at all, but I think because Jericho is, is heading towards the end of his career, I think he will want to finish it up in a place like WWE, so I don't think they want to have Moxley in place to be the guy th- so that when Jericho does finally leave at the end of his contract whenever it may be that they still have a guy who's who's going to be like a, a Moxley a, a, you know a guy who can be the face of the company and carry the company forward See, and, want-
1: oh, and Jericho has kind of stated that in the past but again Jericho was a Vince McMahon guy was he a Triple H guy Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't know about that yeah I, you know I- yeah, You've I th- heard the rumors of early on Triple H kind of trying to bury Jericho. So, right. you know, but, and again, as, as people are getting older and evolved, you know, when, when Jericho first came, he was this young punk dude at a WCW who had to earn their respect, you know, 25 years later, I would assume that Triple H has tons of respect for Chris Jericho.
0: You would think. All right, guys, we're going to be wrapping up this half hour of the show. We've got a half hour to go. Via Condios. Fish, Fish is bailing out on us as he heads to... i got to train for my match with Vandergriff. Yeah, over at the art house. <laughs> <laughs> but Joe DeFalco's is going to stick around with me as we'll hey, get into... I'm still here. You bet. That's why we love you, Joe. All right. So, of course, once again, follow us on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show. Facebook, The Mark Hoke Show. Download those podcasts around the world. Everybody's just jumping in on those. We appreciate it. So check it out on all your favorite podcast outlets. Stick around for more here on the Mark Hoke Show on KDWN, 1015 FM, 720 AM. Hi, this is Mark Hoke. As out-of-control inflation, gas prices, and grocery costs wrecked your wallet? Then check into automated day trading with Trading Made Easy. Trading Made Easy has spent five years helping people put cash in their pockets with their simple-to-use day trading software. So if you're ready to leave that 9-to-5 job behind, visit TradingMadEasy.com or call 800-971-4160 to sign up for a free live training seminar right now. That's TradingMadEasy.com. When it comes to having the right attorney in your corner, you want to have a proven winner on your side. And Russell Dutch Boyd of VegasCounsel.com knows how to win in Las Vegas. Boyd graduated at 18 years old from law school and is also a three-time World Series of Poker Bracelet winner. And no matter what legal challenges you're facing, Boyd will help you through it all. As a litigation attorney, he covers multiple areas of law, including personal injury, business law and startup, cyber law and crypto clients, and whatever else you might need to navigate the legal waters of Las Vegas and beyond. Just visit VegasCounsel.com to set up your free initial consultation today. That's Vegas C-O-U-N-S-E-L.com and let Dutch Boyd help you win today. Once again, that's Russell Boyd at Vegascouncil.com. 1015 FM, 720 AM. K-Don, the talk of Las Vegas.
1: You're listening to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Vegas. The Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Now, here again is Mark Hoke.
0: All right, we are back here on KDWN, 101.5 FM, 720 AM, the talk of Las Vegas. On the Mark Hoke Show, the number one pro wrestling show in Las Vegas. On your radio dial, and of course, uh, you know, planetary domination is on the way. I'm Mark Hoke with Joe DeFalco from Future Stars of Wrestling. Go to FSW Vegas and see everything Joe's got going on. Of course, a big card coming up. I mean, we'll have some time to talk about that with Joe at the end of the hour, half hour here. Uh, do want to mention real quick, too. Guys, if you want to make some money, and I'll tell you what, things are getting nasty out there. with these gas prices Inflation continues to skyrocket. All hell is breaking loose, and it's killing your wallets. I know it's hurting mine, that's for sure. Chance to maybe get a little side business going or make it a full-time business for you with Trading Made Easy and their automated day trading software. It is really cool. I've seen this stuff in action. It it works. It is absolutely fantastic. You want to go to tradingmadeasy.com It's that simple. They only need one E in there. Go to tradingmadeasy.com or call 800-971-4160 to check out a free live trading session so you can see what Trading Made Easy can do for you and you know, maybe it'll change your life. So once again, uh, it's tradingmadeasy.com or call 800-971-4160 to sign up for a free live trading session today. no obligations, no credit cards, nothing. Just go check it out and see if it's something for you. And if you, you do it, can thank the Mark Hoke show for changing your life. That would be pretty cool, right, Joe?
1: Right, Joe. Yeah, you know it's it's crypto. You know, there's all these things, and, and there's so many more ways to make lots of money.
0: Yeah. So check this out. We would appreciate it.
1: Uh, now, Joe, I I know you are uh, you have
0: worked with John Moxley in the past, and of course, last night, uh, what probably is going to be his last match with Game Changer Wrestling. And uh Nick Gage, of course, wins the career versus title match to get his third title reign as GCW champion. um and I think more I think we knew that was coming, but i I thought it was kind of cool how they wrapped that whole thing up. Because they had uh Morrissey and uh let's see who else showed up on there. I apologize. uh yeah, Morrissey and uh, Stokely Hathaway, who's the manager of the AEW's the firm stable. Showed up, Morsey choke slammed Moxley through a barbed wire glass pane, ouch! And Nick Gage gets the win thanks to the outside interference. Uh, your thoughts on how all that ended up working out? I thought that was
1: pretty smooth. Uh, that, that's the first I heard of it because again, I had the show yesterday. And, uh, you know, my kid checked and we saw that uh, Nick Gage won, which we figured he would. He's been working hard. You know, he he is so banged up from everything he's ever done. So it would have been a shock to see Nick Cage go out after all the work that we saw he put in, but it makes sense because I'm pretty sure Tony Khan had to make sure that his heavyweight champion uh, didn't lose clean. You know, it's it's more it's difficult enough because I see it with you know our guys and we're talking AEW guys where. You know, when we brought in Brian Cage with Hammerstone, he couldn't take a pin. And, you know, when I was talking to other guys that we were looking at booking, it makes it difficult because, you know, we have good relationships with guys like Jay Lethal and Lance Lance Hoyt, Archer, whatever they call him there. And it's like, I can't be bringing in these guys if you can't lose. So obviously there was an understanding with GCW and then especially, which was a shame that they announced the exclusive contract. Like they couldn't wait one day yeah. for them to, to announce that John Moxley's exclusive. Well, we were, that means now there's no, no shot for Moxley to, to win the GCW belt, at least just announce it the day later. Like, is that a petty move on their part? But he obviously said no, because Morrissey and the other guy, they don't work for GCW in most cases. So I'm pretty sure they were brought in to somehow make the AEW guy lose because another AEW guy got involved.
0: And, and I think one of the thing here, too, is, of course, you know, the firm is working with MJF, who's eventually going to be challenging Moxley here, uh, but I, I think it's kinda neat that you have Morrissey getting involved because you know, I I would even though I don't think Morrissey would win the championship, I think it would be a pretty fun match and a nice little push for Morrissey to get in the ring with Moxley too. So I I think this is kind of an everybody wins situation, the way they worked it out.
1: Oh yeah, and it's no doubt it's a, it's a good pop for, you know, G C W. Morrissey's from Jersey, so it was an easy get, and he's put in some fantastic work from his time back when he went to Impact, and, you know, a lot of people thought like he was going to be primed for another WWE return. I was never a big cast fan, so when I was at Impact in Vegas, uh, you know, last year and saw his work, I was extremely impressed. I, I was trying to book, you know, when we were talking about doing a show in Jersey ourselves, you know, we thought the perfect match would have been Morrissey versus cross. Ooh, and yeah. you know, because of the East coast, you know, fan base, Morrissey would be a bigger, big deal for us. You know, the, the, the two options at the time were uh, Morrissey or Matt Cardona to wrestle cross because those guys are hugely popular on the East Coast. Uh, you know, unfortunately, Morrissey hasn't had as many opportunities, and sometimes a lot of people kind of sleep on impact. But he is a much better worker than he was when you saw him in WWE.
0: Absolutely, and and he got himself in tremendous shape, too, in mean, the time off Absolutely. dealing with the, the mental depression and so on. You know, he really cleaned up the mental state and then worked on the body and and has worked on his skills in the ring. And I, I think he looks absolutely fantastic. So
1: You know, Joey Janela gave him the wake-up call, you know?
0: <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, another guy that is in an interesting spot, especially since he essentially got to do an audition on AEW for everybody, Bandito, who, the former Ring of Honor world champion, has – you know, of course Roosh signed with AEW, but Bandito has not signed, and apparently, uh according to Kuldaholic, Kuldaholic has received an offer from WWE and Bandito looked absolutely incredible in that match with Chris Jericho. Your thoughts on Bandito? What should he do? This is uh this is pretty intriguing. If and if you haven't seen well, Bandito, it, he's it, he's it, amazing.
1: It it definitely is. He was You know, when Ring of Honor was dead in the water, uh, Bandito, Roosh, you know, a few others were kind of that fresh blood that, you know, if people were going to pay attention to Ring of Honor, it was because of those guys. And now that uh, the faction with the former uh, DJZ and they've been brought up to the WWE you know, getting bandito, uh, you know, I, I don't think he would go straight to NXT. I think he would be brought up as part of that faction because, you know, he has a huge track record. So he's in a really good position.
0: Yeah. And, and I, and I think one good thing for him too, is of course being a Latin wrestler, Ray Mysterio certainly led the way for a lot of those guys after the passing of Eddie Guerrero. And Bandito would certainly appeal to that audience, and I could see him kind of being the next Rey Mysterio. He's that good in the ring.
1: Yeah, there's a bunch of those guys that we we, we tried to get, you know, in in similar situations because the involvement of, of that style, uh, as much as I may bash in AEW, them being on TNT – has opened a lot of eyes to fans who may never have seen that style because WWE only allows certain things to happen with these high flying guys that you know they 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 don't want them to overshadow the main event guys which you know that's what WCW did back in the day that's how they got to be different when they brought in all those cruiserweights. And even though they were cruiserweights, they weren't all high flyers. You had a Dean Malenko. You had a Benoit. And then you would have your Eddie Guerrero's and your Chris Jericho's and, and your psychosis and juventude. And Rey Mysterio, so it was an exciting matches that you would get every week, whether it was six man's or scrambles or whatever. And WWE kind of grounds a lot of the guys, you know. It was kind of like back in the day, Evan Bourne would be able allowed to do one big move, and it was you know his his, his move, and Billy Kidman with a Shooting Star. But when you watch a Bandito in the ring, he can do that cool stuff for a 15-20 minute match and do. Twenty big moves, you don't, you won't see that in WWE. So AEW has given those guys the freedom to do it. So, you know, if the money's similar and I'm Bandito, I would sign with AEW because hmm. the money's so good. And if they stop using you, you're still getting paid. You don't have to go on the road. They don't have any road shows. So what is there? One or two days of tapings a week, right? And you're done.
0: Well, good point. I, and, and honestly, you know when I when I heard that. WWE made him an offer. I was kind of thinking the same thing, that I think he would be better off in AEW, at least for now. But, of course, you know, the lure of WWE is just, you know, sometimes it's just too hard to pass up, I would imagine. so.
1: Well, yeah, because a lot of times growing up, that was the be-all, end-all. Like, even though Cross was an impact and, you know, his ultimate goal was always being in touch with WWE. That's what he wanted. A guy like Ricochet, people are like, man, Ricochet would be awesome in AEW. It's the mindset. Like, he's making good money, and that's his dream job. And for some people, it's not a dream job. It's this is my job, and I'm going to go where the best offer is. I don't care about anything other than I'm going to make the most money I can. Every person is different. It's like when I deal with the wrestlers, Everybody's different. And everybody has reasons for why they want to do things. Hey, Danny Limelight, he loves Las Vegas. He's good friends with Chris Bay. So he'll give me an extra special rate to come in because he wants to hang out in Vegas and party and and meet girls or, or whatever it is he wants to do that he might not be able to do if he's wrestling in Tucson, Arizona. Right.
0: <laughs> and Danny certainly... Uh has an interesting Twitter account. I'll just say that.
1: Yes. yes, (laughs) Yeah. To say the least.
0: But another person in AEW that apparently, and and this kind of caught me by surprise a little bit Mm -hmm. when I saw it, but Soraya, the former page of AEW has now been cleared (laughs) to get back in the ring. And she got in a physical altercation with Britt Baker on dynamite the other night.
1: Oh, was she cleared? I know I read last week that she hadn't been.
0: Yeah. They just, uh, this story broke, uh, on uh let's see two days ago
1: that yeah and it's it's like i'm pretty sure they knew she was going to be cleared because to bring her in to not wrestle and pay her good money to not wrestle it's it's going to expire soon you know hey sure you can get the initial pop but four months down the line if she's still not wrestling what would she do Right. You know, we, and, we've seen it with the Mark Henrys and the and the, the big shows and all them. It's like, wow, that that seemed to be like a waste of a signing. And you're probably spending good money on bringing the big show in to do some random commentary. Like, seriously?
0: Yeah, so she, yeah, doc, uh, Dr. Michael Sampson uh, did clear her to wrestle. And, you uh, know, of course, like I said, she got, they, they did this thing with Bert Baker. And, and I'll be frank, you know, what you say about her getting stale, I mean, to be very honest, her promos that she did uh, the first couple of times out were kind of shaky, and I know she was nervous and so on. But yeah, I I think she needed to wrestle and she
1: needed to yeah, wrestle she, fast. She's, she's not that. She she's not uh, you know L A. Knight. She's not you know Hulk Hogan on the microphone. No. You know, and it's like even Hulk Hogan would wear himself thin. Uh, you know, Ric Flair. That's that's why they were guys that they would bring back because they were only doing promos or Roddy Piper, you know, all these legend guys. You would bring them back once or twice a year because it would mean something. But if you're on the main roster and you're not wrestling, wow, well, you know, what is there for you to do?
0: Yep, absolutely. And, of course, this is the Mark Hoke Show and on KDWN, 101.5 FM, 720 AM. We are the talk of Las Vegas I'm Mark Hoke, along with Joe DeFalco, best in pro wrestling news and entertainment in Las Vegas. Now, I so make
1: a quick mention, uh, you know, the FSW alumni uh, get, getting some love again. Uh, the Gates of Agony with Toa Leona and Brian Cage. They, they're, they've they been put into a uh, high-profile uh, program, it seems like.
0: Yeah, and that was actually after... Well, we'll do that first before this last story I had. But, yeah, I was going to bring that up, that Brian Cage got... uh, I mean, I wish they would have done more with this, and that's what's bugging me about it. But Brian Cage...
1: Somebody finally got found on the milk cart.
0: Yeah, Brian Cage just wrestled Wardlow for the TNT title. And I gotta tell you, Brian looked terrific, and and not a surprise to me, or to you, I'm sure. Uh, But then, of course, uh, back and shows up on Rampage, and they had made a little faction for Ring of Honor, but Brian Cage, I think, made a pretty good impression on on Dynamite with Wardlow. you know did, I don't know if you got to see the match or not, but uh, you know good good performance by Brian, and you know what what do you think about uh, seeing Brian Cage back on AEW TV,
1: well, knowing Brian Cage as well as I do and talking with him, he's getting paid a really good salary, and in a lot of cases, there's guys who could care less. oh cool, I don't got to get on a flight to Florida. Brian cage makes more than enough money to not have to go hustle and wrestle independent shows, but Brian loves to wrestle and Brian wants to have the coolest match on every show. So, you know, instead of being paid with AEW, he would rather have been released when they weren't using him and go out and do his thing. Like money's great but he's a guy who's so passionate about getting in the ring, and we've talked, and like, hey, you know, hey, I'd like to work this guy. He's he made mention. He's like, yeah, I, I'd enjoy a match with Vandergriff because it'd be a great match. Yeah, and
0: and I thought Brian you know, did a terrific job in that match with Wardlow, and, and they really stood side by side. And, you know, of course, Wardlow, you know, with the, the huge push in AEW. But Brian Cage... You know, I mean, they you know they did the finish where he got power bombed a few times, but otherwise was very competitive, well done, and you know I I hope we see more of Brian. I really do. I've I've been a fan of his for a long time.
1: Well, it seems like they're building toward a six man, which again they're probably not going to go over. But you don't know what Tony Khan's plans are for the Gates of Agony or that group, so. You know, right now it looks like it's going to be FTR and Wardlow against the Gates of Agony and Brian Cage because they are that group. So, you know, that that's great for Brian because he he hates being stuck at home. Like, he hit me up or even for our show uh, that we did recently. He's like, hey, you know, I'm available. And I'm like, dude, the, you know, the show said I'm not going to put you on a show that's in two days because I still got to pay your Joe rate but the Joe rate's still high and to not be able to promote him other than for like one day right. it's just not cost effective for me you know but it's like any time I can get Brian Cage on a show you know you know you don't even have to do anything because Brian the one thing that people don't understand is Brian Cage puts together some of the best matches out there it's You know, a lot of times everybody wants to get their stuff in, and that's his gimmick, you know, GMSI. And, yeah, he's like that, but he wants to make sure the other guy, and he's wrestled guys that are half his size, that he bumps around all over the place for because he wants to have the best match. When we had the Mecca, and he was with Keith Lee and Sammy Callahan and Ring of Honor Weekend, you know, it was the best match on the show. Had great matches with Hammerstone. Mm -hmm. Like, he lives to have a good match or a great match. And he puts together everything to where we did a three-way at a different Mecca after that, where it was, the first one was Cage Callahan. and, And who did I say? Cage Callahan and Keith Lee. And nobody knew Keith Lee in Vegas. And people were like, holy crap. Who's this guy? This guy's fantastic. And the next show we did, it was like Jeff Cobb. Keith Lee and maybe Willie Mack, and it was it was a good solid match. But Brian is so specific of where to go, what to do, and try to make it a memorable match, and and puts everything together, and that and and that's what he brings to the table.
0: Yeah, and you know I remember the match where they you know unfortunately Davy Richards had gotten snowed out and couldn't get in, and it ended up being uh, Hammerstone Cage, and then T.J. Perkins filled in. And, you know, those guys did a terrific match that night. I mean, Cage, I thought Cage was hurt <laughs> the way he performed in there at the end. Um, you know, terrific, uh, terrific show there. So, yeah. So right. hopefully. And, he,
1: and he's the guy that no matter who he wrestles, it isn't like, oh, you know, I'm not going to do much for this guy. He's not in my league. You know, the, Brian Cage would get in trouble because he'd be the impact champion and he'd be wrestling toe-to-toe with Tessa Blanchard at a wrestle circus show, mm-hmm. and they'd get all pissed off because, you know, Cage was giving the girl too much. Or he wrestled at Bar Wrestling, and he wrestled Eli Everfly, who's five 5'4", 120 pounds, and his wife, Doom, uh, Delilah Doom, and he's bouncing all over the place for the two of them. And they're going nuts at impact. Like, what do you think you're doing?
0: Yeah, he's, he, yeah, he definitely gives all he has. So hopefully more Brian Cage in AEW. And uh, last thing I wanted to hit on AEW real quick. the Apparently, we still don't know what's going on with this investigation at AEW. And I don't know if you heard anything or not, but there is a third party investigating what's going on, with, of course, with the brawl between CM Punk, uh, Ace Steel, uh, the Young Bucks, and Kenny Omega. Uh, apparently someone is not being cooperative and threatened legal action and uh, so all those guys are still in complete hiatus. Uh, Joe, have you heard anything and what do you think of this nightmare?
1: I I haven't heard a thing. I heard Ace Steel is uh, 100% done and I also hear CM Punk's done and then you hear that the other guys are just suspended as if You know, they aren't part of the problem, but obviously the Young Bucks and Tony Khan have a bigger investment together and being where they're at because of them. So, you know, I think unless something really erroneous comes out about something the Young Bucks or Omega did, they're the face of the company. Yeah. So So I I don't think they're going anywhere.
0: I'm curious to see who's holding this thing up. I'd love to find that out. So we'll see if they ever get back. Um, Joe, uh, and I wanted to give you about 30 to 45 seconds-ish to talk about your card coming up uh, with Mecca. Uh, It's going to be huge. What's going on with that?
1: You know, we keep bringing in guys. We got Vandergriff is going to defend the no limit against Kenny King. Gregory Sharp, who had a time limit draw with Davey Richards. The rematch is set. Uh, we have a three-way ladder match for the Mecca Grand Championship that's vacant between Hammerstone Bay and Brian Cage. Uh, Viva Vans defending against Dark Sheik. Uh, we got the Battle of the Bruiserweights, as I said. Tito Escondido, who is hot as a firecracker, just came back from Japan, got to wrestle Okada and Suzuki, and he's wrestling Toa. Who's Toa Leona, who's part of the Gates of Agony, and they're getting, you know seemingly you know a bigger role in aew we have sam adonis who's a big star in triple a Corey grace's brother he's wrestling remy marcel yeah we got a scramble match that has danny limelight yeah great it, it just, uh,
0: sorry joe i hate to cut you off we gotta we gotta wrap it up but uh yeah, go to who's F- who who's who fsw vegas get your tickets now and of course uh, we're wrapping up the mark Hoke show join us on a Twitter at Mark Hoke Show, Facebook The Mark Hoke Show. Download those podcasts, MarkHokeShow.Podbean.com and all your favorite podcast outlets. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll see you next week on The Mark Hoke Show.